This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Best Bets for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. Today, we're going to talk about mushrooms. Yes, mushrooms. There's all kinds of wonderful things about mushrooms. So stay tuned. My guest is an expert. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dr. Rob Silver, DBM, MS. He's an expert in integrative medicine for pets. Welcome. I'm going to call you Dr. Rob. Is that okay? Please do. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today, Michelle. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so happy to have you. So, integrative medicine, before we get into talking about mushrooms, what is integrative medicine? Because a lot of people listening are probably like, okay, I know what the word means, but what does that mean in terms of medicine? Well, what it means really is that when we look to help a patient, help an animal or a person, that instead of just looking at conventional medicine like drugs and surgery and, and treating symptoms, we also look at potential alternative therapies, which may um, help um, enhance the effectiveness of the conventional therapies or possibly even take the place of the conventional therapies. But we're not going either or. We're not saying we're strictly conventional. We're not going to say we're strictly holistic. We're going to say we're blending the both and we want to take the best of each of them for to create the best outcome for a given patient, dog or cat, horse or human. That's pretty much what it is. So it's okay. the best of both worlds. That's interesting. And I want to know how you got started, but I also want to ask this before we, I ask how you got started in integrative medicine. It seems like this is the time for holistic medicine has been around a long time, longer, what standard, what would you call it? Um, conventional, they call it conventional, conventional medicine. Okay, conven- better word, conventional medicine. But it seems like, is this kind of the time for it? I mean, CBD is out, you have medical marijuana, you have people are eating plant-based. So there's all these kind of alternative ways that people are doing things. It seems, why not for our for our fur babes? Absolutely. Our four-legged family members need the same care that all the members of the family get. You know, and, you know, I think we are having that moment right now, but a lot of it, I think, is due to the Internet and social media and due to the fact that that also is increasing sales of animal health products. And so animal health companies are also promoting more information, more blogs, because it's understood that 
some of these supplements are complicated and you can't just tell somebody, just do this. Don't ask questions. You know, the, the public has a thirst for knowledge. They want to understand what they're giving to their pets. Maybe this started in 2007 with the pet food recall and made a lot of pet parents very suspicious, you know, of these big box companies and of ingredients, not knowing what ingredients aren't listed on the label that could be toxic to their pet. And I think the pandemic also played a role because people were shut in. They did a lot of searching. They were looking for treatments for themselves to prevent it or to overcome it. We see a lot of vaccination hesitancy. So I think all of those things have combined to create this moment. But I think you're very right that this really is a moment now for integrative holistic medicine and for mushrooms and for cannabis too. And who knows what the next big thing is going to be. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things should be changed for people to have more of a mindset, but that's another show. So, yeah. so we'll stay on track, but no, I absolutely agree. What got you started or what got you interested in mushrooms? Mushrooms specifically. Um, holistic medicine. Yeah. I mean, let me start at that, at the holistic medicine piece and then work into mushrooms. Um, yeah, I graduated from Colorado State University in 1982 with my veterinary degree and thought I knew it all and could go out and do battle with all the diseases of the world. And after a couple of years in practice, I found that there were some types of problems that pets have that what we used then and even what we have now available in conventional medicine just really didn't touch it, really didn't do much of a good job. And sometimes the treatment was worse than the disease itself. So I started looking for answers. I've been a big backpacker and kind of survivalist. And so I was really familiar with identifying plants for both edible and poisonous needs and so started looking at them for medicinal needs and started to incorporating them into my practice and started looking at diet just homemade diet instead of having you know the the, the highly processed commercial foods and and i was amazed how some of my patients that i was having difficulty helping started to respond even with just changing the food and that kind of got me going what's what's wrong with this picture or what's right with this picture. So that kind of got me going. And I started studying and learning and, and adding new tools to my practice as I felt comfortable with them. And mushrooms have always kind of been, you know, um, in my viewfinder, there really have not been very good mushroom, commercially available mushroom products of, around. I practice traditional Chinese veterinary medicine, and I know how to formulate and create Chinese herbal products from scratch. So you can get powdered mushrooms that you might, you know, from China that you might put into one of these herbal formulas, but you don't just get a product that has a capsule or a powder that gives you a guaranteed analysis and gives you a gives you an organic product, for instance. So that has only happened recently within the last 10 years, 10 or 12 years. And so I think that's, that's really what got me more interested in mushrooms, you know, is that there's now availability of products that we can actually use that are easy to use, easy for pet parents to acquire because they're not that expensive. And they have a wide range of, of benefits. And so this, this company that I, I work with, um, Chief Veterinary Officer, they're called Real Mushrooms. And their parent company has been growing medicinal mushrooms for 30 years. Um, under organic standards, but they were just selling them in bulk, not in actual retail products that could be used, especially for pets. So I joined Real Mushrooms two years ago. 
with the and 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 suggested to them that they let me they bring me on so I can create a line of products for pets, which is what I'm in the process of doing. We've got about oh I don't know eight nine or ten products, two soft chews and some capsules, and we've got a powder product coming out soon. So we're getting there, but I'm, there's still so many more products I want to create, and it just takes time to do that. Okay, thank you for that. Let's talk about the actual mushrooms. So medicinal mushrooms are not the same as the mushrooms you find in the stores. No, they are. They are. In fact, those those little white button mushrooms, you know, have studies showing they can help patients with cancer. Shiitake mushrooms have a huge amount of research. They are incredibly beneficial medicinally, or for health at least, is maybe a better way to say it. Okay, so they're... It's a it's a way that you're transforming mushrooms. We're not talking about like magical mushrooms. We're not talking. No, about- there's really four types of mushrooms. If you think of it, there's the mushrooms that we can eat, like shiitake and button mushrooms, and maitake and oyster mushrooms. There's four really good ones. You know, there's there's the mushrooms that have medicinal properties, which would include those four. But then there's other ones like turkey tail and reishi, and chaga, and then there's the mushrooms that are poisonous and one percent of all mushrooms are toxic of course if that if you pick that one toxic mushroom it's a big deal and some mushrooms are are fatal actually if you eat even a small amount and and many veterinarians uh, and pet parents actually their first experience with mushrooms is their dog going out in the backyard after a rainstorm those little white mushrooms come up and they're tasty they eat them and they could be highly toxic to their liver and then the fourth type of mushroom is the psychedelic mushroom which is basically the psilocybin mushroom and we're now learning, you know, at first it was kind of a recreational a hippie thing, but now we're learning that the, that the that the psilocybin mushroom can help a lot of people with a variety of different mental health issues, including PTSD and generalized anxiety um, and even addictions. So there, that's, so that's the story with, with the mushrooms. So, so um, the thing about the edible mushrooms and any mushroom, in fact, if you're going to be taking it orally, is the mushrooms have a very fibrous cell wall. It's made up of something called chitin and beta-glucans. This fibrous cell wall kind of keeps all the good stuff from the mushroom inside the cell. And so the best way to um, to get the Medical, the, the beneficial, the health benefits of the mushroom, including the nutritional benefits of the mushroom, is to cook them, you know, and to cook them at least for 15 minutes when our company takes the takes the fresh mushrooms and dries them and then extracts them they put them in hot water of 90 degrees centigrade nearly boiling for two hours to disrupt that cell wall that fiber cell wall so it releases all the good medicinal aspects of the mushroom that's incredible i'm so glad i like mushrooms yeah some people don't you know and it's it's interesting there's almost like a divide and we call one group the mycophiles people that like mushrooms like yourself and then the other group are the mycophobes and there's they're very you know they're very it's a big group you know oh i hate the taste or they're so slimy or i'm scared they're going to kill me or i mean there's all sorts of fears around mushrooms that i think are almost embedded in our dna because mushrooms have been around for ever since humans have and even before that mushrooms are a billion years old in terms of the evolution of our planet and um i don't know if you or your your listeners know about the ice man otzi the ice man he was a a prehistoric man who was found frozen in a glacier from like 5300 bc and he had been killed in conflict but he had on his body several mushrooms one that he used for parasites, another one that they, he used as a fire starter. 
you know, or for as an antimicrobial mushroom, because mushrooms can have multiple functions. So, I mean, you know, my, humans and, and mushrooms have been together, have been doing things together for a long time. I love mushrooms. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you didn't mention portobello. Is that too common? Well, portobello mushroom, that's a very interesting mushroom. If you ever heard of the botanical name for these, the Latin name, it's agaricus. And the, the little white button mushroom is called Agaricus bisporus. When you let it grow bigger, it becomes the criminy mushroom, which is kind of the in-between size. And you let that criminy mushroom grow even bigger, and it becomes a portobello. So they're all the same species. Interesting. Yeah. And very tasty species, too. Yeah, I love them. We had some risotto last night with shiitake in it. That was just delicious. Oh, those are good, too. That my, that my wife made. It was good. Okay. Now, I just want to think about mushrooms. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't mean to digress too much. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to be back and we're going to talk about how you can use your mushroom, how can mushrooms can help your pets. So, we'll be right back after this break. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Rob about mushrooms and integrative medicine. So before the break, you had mentioned a lot of great, interesting things about mushrooms and how we're talking about standard mushrooms, but the ones that have properties that are psilocybin mushrooms, which can be in the classification with medical marijuana, CBD, that can all have some benefits too. And we're seeing that a lot of that is in the medical places. In Colorado, where you are, it's all legal. Where I am is is a crazy place. Well, I don't say anything too where, where are you? I'm in South Florida, so we have okay, a divided kind of thing here. We're not as, I have no words. That's all. Yeah. Well, in Colorado, let me just clarify though. In Colorado, psilocybin has not been legalized. Okay. The latest statute that was passed uh, statewide was that the law enforcement would have the enforcement of possession of or use of psilocybin as their lowest enforcement priority, which means they're never going to do anything about it. So it, it makes it virtually legal, but you can't sell it commercially. You can't make products out of it. But med- it's allowed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the medical ID? No, they don't sell it. You have to grow it yourself or uh-huh. buy it from someone who grows it. But you can't make a commercially available product, you know, with a label that you put on a shelf in a store. That's not allowed with this um, type of legalization. It just means that people can use it and they're not going to be criminalized for it. In Colorado. In Colorado only. And I think there's a similar law in Oregon. And I think Washington State has also something comparable. 
to that. You know, it's just can't get into politics, but if all these products have such great value for not for humans, but for our fur babies too, in helping with certain illnesses and um, medical issues, why not? You know, there's no regulation on any other mushroom. I mean, all the other mushrooms are totally safe and, and totally legal and not at all like cannabis, you know, although one is kind of like CBD, one mushroom that I'll talk about, lion's mane. But yeah, no, so it's, um, you know, so anyway. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So now I have to ask, what's your favorite mushroom? Well, right now I go through them. I, I, like I fall in love with the mushroom and I develop a relationship with it and I learn all about it and I talk to people like, oh, it's the best mushroom in the world. And, oh, and then I go on to another one. The mushroom that I like right now is called cordyceps. And um, it's the wild version of cordyceps is called the caterpillar mushroom because it actually grows inside the caterpillar and then kills it and then mushrooms come out of it. But the, cat, the cordyceps that we grow, we grow on rice, so don't worry about that. But cordyceps has some remarkable properties to it. It's, it, it helps to protect the lungs, helps to protect the kidneys, and it's also very tasty. Cordyceps is related to truffles and to morels, the very tasty mushrooms. And so cats, you know, are always a challenge to get something in them because they're very cautious about that. And cordyceps, the cats I've tried it on, most of them have been very accepting. And if you blend it in with some tasty food, even more accepting. So I think cordyceps would be excellent for cats who have chronic kidney disease. But I also think cordyceps would be like a great wellness supplement for cats in general, starting them before they develop any problems with their kidneys as a way of helping to protect that. There's other benefits to cordyceps as well. And we know that it helps with stress a lot. It's what's called an adaptogen, which means that it supports the adrenal glands and some of the um, the glands in the brain that have to do with stress and fight and flight and all those kinds of things. And right now I'm starting a pilot study with two equine vets because there's a condition of the adrenal glands in horses that we think that the Cushing, that the uh, called Cushing's disease that we think the cordyceps could help. So I'm, I'm currently in the process of trying to recruit veterinarians to help me um, explore some of the possibilities of cordyceps in cats, in horses. And then I've also got some ideas about cordyceps for dogs. So that's my favorite mushroom. And I, I take it every day and I enjoy it. But I also take a second mushroom called reishi. And reishi is, is called the mushroom of immortality. It's a very beautiful mushroom. And it has a variety of different properties, including anti-cancer. It has Zen masters will take reishi extracts as a meditation aid. So it has a very centering and calming and grounding effect, which is good. I put that reishi into some soft chews that are calming for pets. Reishi has another property that I think is very interesting, which is that it has antihistaminic properties. So, for instance, if you have an animal with seasonal allergies, the reishi could very well help to help with those symptoms, as well as help the immune system to be a little more stable. Because with allergies, the immune system reacts to things it shouldn't, that are, aren't dangerous, but the body thinks they are. But plus the beta-glucans, the immune modulating part of the reishi also helps to regulate the immune system in that regards. And then you have the antihistaminic properties. And then there's a type of cancer called mast cell tumors. And mast cell tumors, mast cells are the allergy cells of the body. So the reishi can help to stabilize those and help to reduce the cancer growth as well. So 
cordyceps and reishi. And then the third mushroom I want to mention, and you can interrupt me anytime you want, is called lion's mane. And lion's mane rhymes with brain, and it's actually good for the brain. Although historically, lion's mane was used for digestive issues, particularly for gastritis, for gastric ulcers, peptic ulcers, those sorts of things, inflammatory bowel disease. But then they discovered that it had this calming effect on the emotions and on thought. And right now, lion's mane is the most popular mushroom in the US, in North America, actually, because of its ability to improve memory. And we've got some studies with um, early Alzheimer's, where we're seeing some improvement with some of the early stages of that problem. And dogs get an Alzheimer's-like condition as well that's called canine cognitive disorder, although some people might just call it geriatric senility. And we're seeing anecdotally that lion's mane is also helping those old dogs that can't even find their food bowl or the dog door because they're so, you know, confused. So there's three really great mushrooms right there. That's a plethora of information, so much great information. So let's talk about this. How does a pet parent not get overwhelmed and know where to start? Well, that's, there, there is a steep learning curve. And so that's what my job is. And my partner, Joni Camlet, who's a, a veterinary technician and has years and years of experience working with supplements. And so we've developed educational materials that are available through the website, the Real Mushrooms website, and blogs. And if people go to the Real Mushrooms and sign up, you know, for an account, notice of all the blogs that we write, we have a lot of information to help the pet parent get up to speed. And we're also available once a month, Joni and I and Jordan, our, our other coworker, do a live, a Facebook live and a YouTube live, I mean live, not recorded, um, pet Q&A where I, we just, I get up there and I go, okay, bring it on. And whatever questions they want to ask, I answer. We get, you know, maybe 30 to 60 participants and we get, you know, we get wall-to-wall questions. And it's a lot of fun. And that's a really good way for a pet parent to get online and ask some questions and get some, get some answers. You, know. you mentioned a lot of different, you mentioned dogs, cats, horses. So are mushrooms good for most animals? Yes, they are. Fish too? I'd say all animals. Yes, fish too. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think I just read an article about them using mushrooms um, in a, a fish a fishery. And, you know, the beta-glucans that are in mushrooms, they're finding that they can use the mushroom beta-glucans or beta-glucans from fungi. They find that I think it's probably more economically cheaper to use yeast to get the beta-glucans for agriculture, you know, for livestock and stuff. But they find that if they put the beta-glucans in with the fish, it improves their production, just as they can put the beta-glucans in with beef cattle or, you know, or dairy cattle or, or, you know, or sheep, and it increases their productivity. Now, we used to use, we still, in fact, many times use antibiotics, which also increases production. That's why they use antibiotics in livestock, not because they're trying to treat some infection, but because the antibiotics actually promote increased growth rate, which is more profitable for the grower. So now we can stop using the antibiotics, which are creating, you know, um, antibiotic resistance, you know, buku antibiotic resistance, and we can use beta-glucans, which do the same thing, but improve the immune system. So it's, um, yeah, so fish, even earthworms. I've seen some earthworm farms where they're using beta-glucans for it. So really, um, they have a wide range of applications. And let me explain that, because animals and, and fungi 
both evolved from the same single-celled ancestor, and they broke off. So animals and fungi are closer related than animals and plants, or fungi and plants. And they've done studies where they now they know that humans or animals share 30% of their DNA with fungi. You know, so, you know, so that's one reason why I think fungi can work so well. But early on, you know, fungal pathogens were some of the worst around. And so animals learned early on as single celled or, you know, little, you know, little multiple celled organisms like, you know, um, jellyfish or something to detect fungal pathogens and mount an immune reaction to that, a response that's defensive and protective. And so that's why mushrooms, which aren't pathogenic, but still have those same beta-glucans in them that all fungi have, when the immune system, when immune cells see those beta-glucans, they go, oh, we've got a fungal pathogen coming on. Let's get active and start creating some defenses you know, against that. And so that's really how mushrooms and beta-glucans work in animals in terms of improving the immune system function. Fascinating. How can parents find good quality mushroom products? Most Pet parents are not going to, you know, find ground mushroom, put it in tablets. You know, they want something that they know is a good product. Some might do raw, but it's always easier if I think your products have combinations of mushrooms in one chew. We have both. We've got single mushrooms and multiple mushrooms. Our chews, yes, they've got multiple mushrooms as well as herbs and amino acids in them. So your questions... So this company, Real Mushrooms, obviously I, I work for them and so I'm promoting their sale, but it really is the best mushroom company around because of the quality of the raw materials, because they don't just, you know, manufacture them into capsules and powders, they actually grow them too. So they have complete control over the quality and the potency of the mushroom from start to finish. And something has been happening it, because mushrooms can take a lot of time to cultivate. There's a lot of labor costs that could be very, that can be fairly expensive to do all of that. And so some companies are cutting corners by not growing the mushrooms, but by actually taking the spores and um, creating mycelium on grain, which is not a mushroom, but then they dry the mycelium on grain. They dry it and powder it and they call it a mushroom because it comes from lion's mane. Let's say it's lion's mane mycelium grown on grain is mostly starch, very little beta glucans, you know, as compared to the mushroom itself, which might have 25 to 50 percent beta glucans. So with real mushrooms, that's what you get is a real mushroom. And we standardize all of our products to their beta glucan content and we list that on the label. We're very consumer positive. We're very education positive. We're organic, and um, we try to educate, you know, the pet parent. We we even have recipes, mushroom recipes for people might want to cook mushrooms for themselves. We've got some mushroom recipes up there for pets as well. But just remember, mushrooms do need to be cooked if you're going to eat them or use them medicinally because you need to break down that fibrous cell wall. Okay, and. Dr. Webb, how would we introduce real mushroom products to our pets? Well, I think anything you that's new to a pet needs to be introduced starting gradually, you know? So let's say the dosage might be three capsules a day, you know? Start with one capsule. Do that for a couple of days, three or four days. See how it affects the animal. Mushrooms are very safe and have very few side effects. I'd hate for it to be your pet that does have that one side effect that soils your carpet. You know, we, we do see diarrhea as a side effect. Very, very rare. 
but possible and most common with much higher dosages. And so we, that's why we start with a low dose and then gradually increase that. And we dose it based on the animal's need. So for wellness, we're not going to use a lot, just a little bit every day, you know. For something more severe, we might use a moderate amount. Like let's say we want to have the antihistamine properties or we want to have the memory properties, the antihistamine properties of reishi or the memory properties of lion's mane. So we might use a moderately larger amount. Let's say we're trying to treat cancer, we'd use an even larger amount. We have dosage charts. We have a lot of recommendations. We can't give medical advice. I mean, that's not really proper or appropriate, but we do our best to educate the pet parent specifically around the needs of their pet so they can do the best possible thing for that pet. Okay. And we didn't really talk about this, but I want to mention it quickly. How would you approach your veterinarian and say, you know, I want to try to introduce, you know, mushrooms to my pet um, to their diet? Would you discuss it with your veterinarian? Would you find a holistic veterinarian? I think veterinarians need to be part of the equation. I'm a veterinarian. I think it's very important to include your veterinarian. They're there to help you, help your pet do the right thing. Some vets, you know, they're not as open-minded or just their mind hasn't been opened yet to some alternatives. There have been some, you know, not great players at times in the alternative pet world. And so I think some vets may react to that and maybe be a little resistant. I would just present it, you know, as something that you'd like to provide these benefits for the pet. I'm available. I can talk to the vet. I can provide them with studies and research that can help to make them feel more comfortable about it. We don't see any real problems with the use of mushrooms interfering with any drugs, any kind of drug interactions, or, you know, um, in fact, mushrooms can be used concurrently with chemotherapy very effectively to improve outcomes. You know, so, so yeah, it's, and, and I'm, I'm speaking widely, you know, for instance, tomorrow I'm leaving for San Diego. I'm going to speak at the holistic conference, giving three hours of lectures to, I know, hundreds of veterinarians. I was just in Texas last week speaking at the veterinary holistic conference, speaking to 300 vets about the use of mushrooms and the use of CBD for hospice care. Uh, the week before that, I was also in Texas at a really big conference giving also giving lectures on mushrooms. So I'm doing my best to get out there and, and lecture to the veterinarians and write articles and, you know, educate the veterinarians as well, because that's really very important in order for them to be able to feel comfortable with their clients using our mushrooms for their patients. And we appreciate all your efforts. Where can people buy real mushrooms? Well, online is the best place. And they, they've been online for eight years and done very well. So it's very simple. Real mushrooms, just like it sounds, .com. Go up there, you get like an immediate 25% discount. So that would be how you, how you do it. And on the top of the website, there's like a, a tab that's for pets, you know, so you click that and that'll give you the pet products and also gives you access to some of our educational materials. So we're really strong in education. We really want the pet parent to understand what the best way is to help their pet. Dr. Rob, I want to thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets and sharing this information. It's been so informative and eye-opening. And oh, I hope this trend continues. I love mushrooms, so let there be more and let there be there for our pets, you know, and their amazing qualities and what they can do for our pets and us too. So yeah. thank you again for coming on Best Bets for Pets. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
I hope you all enjoyed that. Boy, I love mushrooms. Now I want to eat mushrooms even more. And all the wonderful benefits for your pets, for your fur babes. Amazing. So be sure to check out realmushrooms.com. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Rob Silver, for giving us so much information about mushrooms. I want to also thank everyone out there listening to Best Bets for Pets. You know, it's um, I've done 300 plus shows and it's constantly looking for the best new products out there, different, interesting. And I think I kind of got a gold star for today's, you know. I didn't know this much about mushrooms and you probably didn't either. And this is incredible what mushrooms can do for us and for our fur babies. So thank you so much for listening to Best Bets for Pets. Thanks to my fur babies. If you're listening to this while you're biking or doing something else, you can go to the episode page on PetLifeRadio.com, Best Bets for Pets, and look for this episode with Dr. Rob Silver about real mushrooms and there'll be a link to the site. And of course, I want to thank um, my producer for making me and my guests sound amazing. Thank you, Mark Winter. You're a magician. And hey, keep listening. You never know what we're going to have next on Best Bets for Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.